2: Try to see it in my way And we'll tell about right, or right or wrong Hang on, hang on, hang on. I only got the words wrong, didn't I? <laughs> Been a long time. This is so informal, we'll start again. <laughs> well, a few more woohoo's, hoos yeah!
3: And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin, I've got my brother Travis with me as always. And uh, man, we covered a lot of tunes the last few weeks, huh, dude?
0: Yeah, you know, I gotta say, I'm kind of excited that we're we're beyond the recap episodes. Um, the last three episodes have been music heavy, as you said. Which, yeah, I mean, it was fun to do. Like, I, I love doing those year end episodes where you you look back and you you pick your top ten. But that that decade look back that we did, that was a beat down, dude.
3: Man. Uh, I, we could do another 10 list like right now we could do a whole other episode and pick 10 other songs 10 other artists and they would all be worthy of being on the yeah
0: list. it's one of those things where you, you, you tough, can't man. you can't lose sleep over it you know like i was thinking that today i was listening to the to, to the pod to the playlist which you can find on spotify by the way we put both our top 10 playlist and our top 100 non-singles playlist on spotify um, I was listening back to our top ten, and I was like, "Man, I bet you there's something we could have picked that's better than this song, or better than that song, or there's a better song by this artist that we could have picked." You know, but you know, it's it's out there. It's you know, it's like a it's like a baby. It's been born. There's nothing we can do about it. It's out there. <laughs> it's it's walking around. It's fucking. It's making sounds and stuff. And there's nothing we can do about it. So you got to let it go. Now, I will say. Our top one hundred list, I'm pretty satisfied with. Like, I I think we have a Me really too, good dude. representation on there of all the different, you know, genres that 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 we've been into over the last decade.
3: Every time I listen to it, I'm I'm reminded of an artist or a song that I forgot about. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, a hundred a hundred songs. It's it's almost seven hours long. There's a ton of stuff on there. So if you're if you're listening to this right now, go to Spotify, search no filler in the search bar and just look for the playlists, you know, because they're the only two playlists associated with our account and you'll see them on there. Or you can, you can see links on the show notes page for the, for the, for the show on the website, no filler pull it up and just hit shuffle on that hundred, on that hundred playlist. And, um, tell us what you think. You know, we're, we're on, we're on Twitter now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tweet here and there, seeing what that's all about. Uh, you can follow us at at no Filler Podcast, I believe. So there you go. Hit us up. Tell us what you like, don't like. And uh, yeah, that's that. All right, Q. So now we're back to somewhat of a normal format here where we've got an album and we're going to talk about some songs off that album. But it is a little bit different in the fact that this is our first episode devoted to a live album. Yes. And we've picked a doozy here, dude. The one and only Paul McCartney. Uh, No, dude. It's Sir Paul Sorry. McCartney. The one and only Sir Paul McCartney. This is MTV Unplugged Paul McCartney. So if you're unfamiliar with what this show was all about, uh, basically MTV would have an artist – perform a set and they would do it acoustically so you'd get to hear all the singles from the radio and a lot of times they do like covers or they do a lot of times they would do non-singles and the unplugged version of the song became super popular i mean that was the case for for the nirvana unplugged episode um, I'm trying to remember what the song was that they did that, that gained a ton of popularity. I think it was like Polly.
4: Well,
3: they covered they covered a David Bowie song. Uh, that's the right. The man who sold yeah, the that's world. Right. Yeah, from from the, the Unplugged sessions, and yeah, dude, that man, what a powerful performance, dude, by Cobain. Yeah, that's one of those songs. Like, it's 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 a it's synonymous with Nirvana. Not yeah. like...
0: Well, I th- I, I think. Man, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure this out because now it's gonna bug me. But I'm pretty sure it's, um, here it is. MTV Unplugged in New York. Yeah, it was that song, "Something in the Way." I think that was the one that like regained popularity when it was uh, released as MTV Unplugged. Like that, that brought attention to the song, you know. So we're gonna start with with talking about Paul McCartney's Unplugged. Album today, and we may or may not do some more unplugged episodes uh, for the next few episodes that we do. Um, but we might just switch. We're it are kind of
3: on the fence about that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We wanted to we wanted to dive into the new year uh, with some electronic music, and f- for whatever reason, we just got really excited about talking about McCartney's unplugged. So that's what we're doing, and then we'll see what happens next week. All right, Q. So um, from what I've read. McCartney's "Unplugged" episode is kind of what reinvigorated the show. Like it, it kind of like brought attention back to it. Really? Show producer Alex Coletti went on to say that had McCartney not released it, as in released the album of the of the recording session, the concept would never have gained the cult status that it went on to enjoy. So there you go, dude. Nice. There Very he is, cool. Mister. Sir Paul McCartney you have the Beatles, he shows up on MTV. You know, this is the young man's game, MTV. And, yeah, you know he he shows he shows the kids this is how it's done,
3: dude. And this is 1991, so he's like already you know far removed from from his band Wings that was post Beatles, and he's like what twenty years out from from uh, Let It Be. So yeah, dude. Like you said, this is this is a young man's game, and and Paul McCartney comes in and is like, all right, guys, here it is. And dude, like with our with our intro, he he like fucks up a few times trying to trying to remember the lyrics to, uh, we can work it out, which is hilarious to me. But I love that he's just yeah he he can just show up and just have fun with it, you know, because he knows like
0: I'm a fucking big deal. He can do whatever he wants, man. That's just he can do whatever how it he is. wants, dude. And you know what? He can work it out, <laughs> whatever it is. He, he ends work up it working it out in the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right.
3: Uh, yeah, we will always be forgiving of Paul McCartney. You know, he can fuck up a song. Uh,
0: let's put it times. this way, like like dude. Does. If you're, he could have fucked up for thirty minutes straight, and the audience wouldn't have wouldn't have cared. It's Paul McCartney. You're having a blast. You're you're looking at a living legend singing for you on stage with an acoustic guitar.
3: I would be stoked oh, to God, see man. McCartney. Fuck up a song in front of me. It's a hot take, man. Oh my God, he's just like us.
0: (laughs) This is, yeah, this is before fucking Instagram and stuff where every celebrity had a, was showing you what they ate for breakfast and stuff. So, you know, so when they fuck up, it was a big fucking deal. (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. No, you're you're right,
3: dude. I'll leave that in. Um, All right. So I thought it'd be fun to play. So we're going to play. A couple of his um his own songs that were we're not doing any Beatles songs besides that little intro that we did. Um but he does a ton of covers and that's hyperbole because a ton is like a lot. He did like let's count it. One, two, a three. I'm talking about four <laughs> f- five six. he has seven covers in this in this uh in this set that's
0: a i mean that's every a single
3: yeah every single song that he covers is a like a blues or folk standard like
0: bluegrass now look Q, i don't know all that much about the history of the beatles they got their start doing shows at this at this club in liverpool um i'm guessing that these are the kinds of songs that they would sing these old like Bluegrass covers and stuff like that. There's old covers. I know that that's kind of what they started out doing. I bet you that's what he's doing here. Maybe
3: if you go back far enough, the Beatles also covered a bunch of these songs that he covered. I don't think he would go that route, dude. I don't know if he would, like, other than the Beatles songs that he covered. So, covers, what's he
0: doing doing these old covers on MTV in the 90s? Just having fun? He's being, sir, motherfucking
3: Paul McCartney, dude. Whatever the fuck he wants, he can work it out. Yeah, he can I do know, whatever he I wants, know. dude. I'm just and saying. He knows
0: it. I personally have a, have a have a hunch that if you're Paul McCartney and you're going on MTV, I would craft the set list to be reflective for the venue and the audience. But you know and He probably like you know this is an acoustic set. Let me do some old timey fucking songs. All right, Q, let's fuck, let's stop yapping and let's just start playing. We don't have to, here's the thing about Paul McCartney. We don't have to give you any history about the guy. Uh, it, it, this is, uh, you know, it's Paul McCartney. What I like about these unplugged sets, I will say this, like it was a way to hear your favorite songs, but like reinterpreted, you know? That's what I liked about it. Yeah. And like apparently this was not a new thing. Like the reason that the show exists is due to like, like it was inspired by, uh, you know, it, they reference um, Beach Boys. So in in um some some album that came out called Party with an exclamation mark came out in 1965. Uh, it's sort of considered the first quote unquote unplugged type album, where you know
3: when 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 that when did that come out?
0: 1965.
3: What about on um, MTV unplugged specifically? What was the first?
0: Uh, let's see. The very first was somebody named Elliot or no Squeeze, Sid Straw, and Elliot Easton. Elliot Easton of the Cars. He's a guitar player for for the Cars. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Nineteen ninety is when the I think the show really kind of took off, or at least it became yeah. a televised like show. You had Aerosmith, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Black Crows, Almond Brothers, and then ninety one, you've got the Cure, Paul McCartney. Sting REM Elvis Costello So yeah dude I had no idea that the catalog
3: was this Me neither and,
0: and, and I th- I think it's because not not each of you know not all of these were put on record right Right I'm I'm mostly familiar honestly I'm mostly familiar with a lot of the grunge stuff like Alice in Chains Nirvana Pearl Jam like yeah. I've seen video clips from those performances like I I'm, I'm familiar with that stuff but all this other Well, these other artists, like Mariah Carey, I mean, it's interesting to see some of the artists that came on here. All right, let's get into it here. The
3: first song we're going to play is a cover. It is a bluegrass song called Blue Moon of Kentucky, written by a guy named Bill Monroe. And he had a band called the Bluegrass Boys. It's a little bit on the nose, you know. So it was just right on the nose, dude. And this was actually written back in 1947. So this is one of those standard bluegrass tunes. And McCartney decided to fucking play it on MTV. So here it is.
2: I'll get
5: my guitar. I'll get my washboard. I'll go get my string bass, which is really a keyboard. Hey, man, I'm going to go get my banjo. Maybe i will go get a little accordion, man. What do you think? No. No, I do a banjo, man.
4: <laughs> go.
5: One, two, three. <laughs>
2: Alright, go,
0: I, I, right, I think you got your um I think you got your your files mixed up there.
3: Yeah, my bad dude. That this is actually uh the Dale Gerbel... Bluegrass experience and their cover of Bluegrass. Yes,
0: I mean I can see why you, we get them mixed up with Paul McCartney.
3: This is we played a clip from King of the Hill, and Travis and I are you know some some good old boys from Texas, born and raised. King of the Hill is one of our favorite animated series of all time, dude. Uh, That's one of my favorite King of the Hill episodes. So let's play the real fucking track now.
0: Yeah, we've been. We, this is this is an episode that we're just dicking around here. Q. But we're having a good time. So let's get into it here.
3: So let's do it. All right. So here here is McCartney on MTV's Unplugged. All right. Singing Blue Moon of Kentucky.
2: Well, blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on the one that's gone and left me blue. shining Shine on the one that's gone and left me blue But it was on one light night with a star shining bright Wind blowing high my love said goodbye Blue moon of Kentucky keep on shining dai It's gone, left me blue.
3: I love his little nod to Elvis Presley's version at the end
0: there. Yeah, that's really cool. That's fun stuff, dude. That's what you—that's sh- what you show up to. A McCartney Unplugged said to hear. Yeah. Like, how is he going to spin it? You know what? You know what? How is he going to put a stamp on it? And and there you go. And dude, how great is it to hear McCartney? Uh, yeah, sort of sing in the style of Presley. You know, it's really cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, one of the podcasters in our network. His name's Eric. He has a couple shows in the network. Uh the Almost Famous Minute where they go each episode is 1 minute of the movie Almost Famous, which is crazy. Um and he also does Feels Like Weezer, which is a I mean it's a Weezer podcast. He uh, reached out to us and said, "Yeah, back in 1991 on the night they first broadcast Paul's Unplugged, I found the simulcast on a local radio station." and recorded it onto tape cassette the entire episode. Loved that tape and I think I still have it. That to me, I mean what a great story, dude. And that's that's how how, you know, beloved this session was, you know?
0: Well I mean, you gotta think about, like and I you know, you, we were just little toddlers cue when this was happening. But how rare was a televised McCartney performance uh, in 1991, you know? I have no idea. Right. It could have been, I mean, shit, he could have been doing that every week. I doubt it. And I bet you that's why it was such a big deal because it's like, what, McCartney was on MTV, you know?
3: Well, the the fact that that a local radio station where Eric lived was broadcasting this performance live as it was happening on the radio station or at least as it was aired on MTV on the station, like as a live performance, that shows how how like special it was, you know, right, and that's really cool, dude um so our next two songs are going to be McCartney songs, uh both of them actually show up on his i guess it's a self titled called McCartney it's an album that came out in nineteen seventy it's actually his first solo album, really iconic album art dude, I love the album cover it's really on this, cool, dude, yeah, I like yeah. it too. Yeah, um we're going we're going to play one of Eric's favorites from from the set. Uh one of the songs that pops up on this album. These are songs that are obviously really important to him. The first one we're going to play is a track called Every Night.
2: I just want to go out, get out of my head Every night I don't want to play, get out of my bed Every night I want to play, every day just wanna stay in and be with you and be with you
0: That's what lovely, just What a delightful. lovely
3: song. Dude, yeah. I don't know about you, but that's the first time I've heard that song. Me so too. I'm hearing it as the unplugged version for the first time.
0: Me too, man. That was great.
3: You know, everyone's got their favorite Beatle. McCartney has always been mine, just because, like, his songs are just so... They're I mean, He's such a good, like, pop, kind of love song kind of writer. Yeah. Uh, but hey, before we jump into our next pick, let's take a quick break.
0: Listen, what do you not see what track nine is on this unplugged and how we have we got to do this song? We have to. Oh, yeah, dude, that's the song that Jeff Beck covers, right? On, right on Blow by Blow, dude. Yeah, and if you haven't heard that episode, uh, go back a, f- a few episodes and we, we talked about uh, Jeff Black's Blow by Blow, which came out in 72. Yeah, you I said believe. Jeff
3: Black, and you didn't I did
0: say Jeff Black, Jeff Beck. And his album, Blow by Blow. We, we did not talk about She's a Woman, though. So um, how serendipitous you. We get to talk about the song right now. Well, hang on now. When did She's a Woman,
3: like... What, what?
0: The, the actual song? Yeah, it's a It's Beatles? a Beatles song.
3: But is it is it a B side? What it was, what dude, it-
0: released as the B side to I Feel Fine in nineteen sixty four.
3: Well let's fucking give it a listen, dude. Let's hear it. man. All right, so here's no, McCartney's no, no,
0: here's what's interesting, Q. You and I, our only version of this song that we know is the Jeff Beck instrumental where he's you know singing into a voice box uh, with his guitar and saying yeah. she's a woman. So yeah. I have no idea what the song actually sounds like. So yeah, let's 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 listen.
3: So let's listen to McCartney's acoustic version. Of She's a Woman. Great fucking song
0: man number one dude i was i was hearing the jeff beck song in my head and yeah it's a pretty like it's a pretty uh true cover i mean really i thought maybe he was just like you know nodding to it in the chorus but no it's pretty pretty spot on dude let's fade
3: out let's fade out with with jeff beck's version
0: yeah absolutely so yeah i mean that's one of the reasons that people said back in the day you know that jeff beck was so like lyrical and expressive with his guitar like yeah you know when you hear it at the end, we'll play it at the end. Just think about this song that we just played, and, and I think you'll... Aside from him saying she's a woman he, doing the chorus, like, it's pretty spot on, man. You know? Now,
3: so this was a B-side to I Feel Fine. It came out in 64. What I loved about it, dude, it's a it's blue a f- bluegrassy, bluesy song. You know? Like, I feel like McCartney more than any of the other Beatles. Well... Both McCartney and Lennon, dude, they they were very heavily influenced by just standard folk blues, you know. Yeah, no, Some of my that's some of my favorite Beatles songs are are just straight up blues songs, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean that we've talked about this. I mean, this is nothing. Yeah, we new yeah to we've anybody, talked about this before. But obviously, yeah. blues is is responsible for rock, right? Yeah, that's where it all started.
3: Yeah. So all right, we just kind of squeezed that song in there at the last moment. Uh, let's take a listen to a song called that would be something uh which our buddy eric says is probably his favorite uh from from the from the set this is another song that came out on mccartney's debut solo record titled mccartney came out in 1970 uh let's take a listen to it dude so this is gonna be our last song for tonight uh this is McCartney playing an acoustic version of his song That Would Be Something on MTV's Unplugged. I, I gotta listen to more McCartney man. Uh, mate, this, is, dude, this is what i've learned
0: if that's one thing that comes out of this i'd say that's a pretty successful episode dude.
3: dude and this is such a blues like that's what it is man that that's why he decided to to throw in all these standard folk blues songs because even the songs that he's playing that are his own songs are of the are more on the heavy you know blues side he's he he's meticulous about his set list dude
0: I mean, that's what I was saying. It's like he—he's on MTV, which you know, in, ni- in nineteen ninety-one, it was mostly you know, hooligans and whatnot, right? They watched MTV, hooligans and uh, spring breakers. Exactly, dude. I mean, this is what this is what I love about just thinking about like this moment in music history, if you will. Right? This happens. In January of 91 on MTV, nine months later, uh, Nevermind comes out and then grunge dominates MTV. You know what I mean? Like I love to think that like rock's next biggest thing hadn't even hit yet, really. And here's, here's McCartney of, you know, the biggest rock band of all time. On MTV yeah. doing an acoustic set list where he's covering old bluegrass songs and whatnot, Co-
3: covering Blue Moon of Kentucky that came right. on forty seven, right
0: you know? on MTV, arguably the first time and you know perhaps the last time that that song was ever played on MTV. <laughs> You're probably right, dude. right. And then nine months later, here comes grunge, you know, or at least grunge's biggest album up to that point, right? Yeah, the the the, the album that put grunge on the map. And dominated MTV that, that you know, that sound. I just I love thinking about that kind of stuff, like the context of when this happened, you know. Yeah. And where it happened, like what venue did it happen at and like what the venue being MTV, I guess. But yeah, I just I love that kind of stuff. And you know what? Up till a couple of weeks ago I didn't even realize that McCartney didn't unplug set, shows you how much I fucking know.
3: Right. No, same man. Like I said, I, I had no idea that the MTV Unplugged catalog was was so vast.
0: But that's one of the reasons we do this podcast. Q is that we, you know, it's a constant. You gotta be, you gotta be digging every every day.
3: Yeah, dude. It, we're, we're we're students of music history, man. Yeah. Like this is this is our classroom.
0: Yeah. I mean, sometimes we proudly wear our fucking dunce hats. You know. Yeah. Almost every episode, I think we demonstrate <laughs> our fucking <laughs> ignorance, but. Hey man, you know, we're just a couple
3: we're just a couple bros that are fans of music. Well,
0: bros. Let's just call you know brothers. We're, we're, we're brothers.
3: Actually brothers.
0: Yeah. In don't, case you
3: don't know that the word people,
0: bros, dude, the word bros. I I know.
3: No, no, you're right, because yeah, there's a lot of people that might be listening for the first time tonight. We're twin bros.
0: We're actually we're we twin are, brothers. We are twin brothers. And uh, yeah. We're not even in the same room or the same state. Correct, Amundo. But yeah, so you know. It's just a little Skype sesh,
3: you know, that right. you guys are listening in on.
0: All right. So that'll do it for our our, our, our look and our listen. Because I say look because we were actually watching the YouTube videos. Uh, maybe we'll put those on, on the show notes page on our website. Uh, but, um, yeah, that was that was a quick look at McCartney's Unplugged set. Um, from what I heard, man, that, that must have been – I mean, no wonder it was bootlegged to the point of needing to be released as an official bootleg, you know? like yeah and, and you got you got people like our like our buddy eric you know scrambling to record it uh on a, on a radio show that he heard so that he could have a copy of it uh, that's how how much of a big deal this was so yeah i, I want to listen to more man i want to hear more and i want to go back and listen to some of mccartney's stuff man his his solo stuff absolutely um anyway uh yeah so that's that um and now q we're gonna do our what you heard segment for the first time in three weeks actually four weeks by the time this hits technically right I guess so yeah so yeah I'm excited here Um, and I'm trying to you know that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, time to go back on here over the last three weeks what are the new albums and and songs that I've been listening to it's hard to narrow it down to just one Q but I'm going to try my darndest
3: right, yeah so this is Oh goddamn it, dude! Guess where I heard it? Just guess.
0: You, uh, there's no point in even in saying it, dude. We just it's assumed that all that you only get your music from one source. Man, you got to expand your sources not, a little bit. Uh, it's not true. I think but, so. But you know what? This is usually on in the background
3: when I'm driving around town. I heard this on KEXP the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go on. This is a an artist called. Will Roy, all one word, don't know anything about this artist. Uh, This shows up on a compilation record uh, from a a record label called Future Bubblers. This is just some straight-up dance tunes, man. Um, This is a song by, again, an artist named Will Roy. This is a compilation record called Future Bubblers 3.0. It came out this past year in 2019. This is a song called... 4F3D63 hex.
0: I really liked that, that, um, the instrumental part in the beginning before he started singing. Not that I didn't like the singing, but I really liked that it, it, uh, there was some sort of like a stringed instrument in -hmm. there.
3: It kind of reminded me of a, like a Koto or like one of those Japanese uh, guitars. Right. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. And this is one of those examples of, um, that really great, uh, layered, you know, slowly building on itself kind of dance and electronic music. This is a great example of that, you know, like you press play, it's kind of quiet. There's maybe not even so much as a, just a bass drum kick, you know, and then it just builds on its on itself.
0: Yeah. No, that's, I mean, we've talked about that before. That's That's why we love electronic music so much, especially... The, the type of electronic music like down and whatnot that's all about the layering you know and, and adding some you know taking stuff away bringing it back adding on top of it yeah and uh dude this is great because my what you heard is also an electronic song um imagine that i think this is a, a sign dude that it's time to do some electronic episodes Let's just let's do You're it. Right, maybe, maybe we'll do a side. Let's do a sidetrack that's related to McCartney because that could be fun for next week. Okay, and then we'll get back into. We'll, we'll do some. We'll do a. We'll do a, a a few electronic episodes. Maybe a month of electronic episodes because, as we have discussed amongst ourselves, Q, when the mics were, were not hot, we've got a ton of electronic albums that we fucking love, dude. That we could. I mean, we could. We could do a whole year on electronic episodes. Seriously.
3: You know what's nice about this,
0: dude? What's nice about it, Q?
3: This McCartney episode is going to be launching on the twentieth. His sidetrack will be on the twenty seventh, so we can start February with some electronic tunes. Uh, so we can do a. F-
0: <laughs> I, you just, you just made my day, dude. <laughs> you made my whole
3: day. So we'll so
0: do yeah. we'll do electronic February. Okay, awesome. I'm pumped. All right. Uh, okay, Q. So this this guy I've actually been listening to for a while. His name is Christian Klein. And I really, really enjoy this one album in particular. It came out back in 2004. No, I'm sorry. 2001. So almost 20 years ago, if you can get your mind around that shit. That 2001, or let's just say 2000 was 20 years ago. Let me tell um, you something that makes me upset. What? Okay. As a bartender.
3: Now I got to be looking at 1999, and you can drink some fucking
0: beer?
1: (laughs) Come
0: on, man. Just wait, man. In a couple years, if you're still doing it, you're going to be staring at somebody who was born in 2000, who's drinking a beer in front of your ass. Dude,
3: let me just grab my wastebasket real quick. (laughs)
0: Dude, I
3: I feel like an old man. Uh, How do you spell
0: this guy's name, dude? Christian, as in, that's a good Christian fellow right there. Jesus Christ. Right. Okay klein k-l-e-i-n-e uh-huh. oh e
4: mm-hmm. i should have
0: known okay, Yeah, you should have ahead. known so he had an <laughs> album that came out
4: in
0: <laughs> 2001 called beyond repair which i've been listening to for years now the whole album is really good anyway the guy's still putting out music 20 years later just about uh he just came out with a another well it was about a month ago he came out with a another record um Strange Holiday Part One and Part Two. I haven't listened to those yet, but I will. I didn't realize he had these out. Uh, but he came out with a new record in 2016 called Coriel or, or Coriel Coriel. I don't fucking know. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's fine. So um, we're gonna listen to the very first track. Um, it's called Street Tape. Wait a second, Travis.
3: I got I got excited because. Uh, you, sorry you, i know you, sorry on. i did quentin you brought up guy, I know. yeah yeah <laughs> you brought up you brought up beyond repair an album that came out in 2001 yes i'm looking at the track list track three it's quentin and it's spelled the way i spell it and you're not gonna drop that on me tonight
0: no i'm not Sorry All right, I'll listen to it on my own. Well, yeah.
3: I wasn't even, dude, I got so excited about that. I don't even know. We're listening to Koreal. K-
0: K- 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 Corey? K- yeah, Corey. Yep. Dude, Cube, the- I mean, for, for real, we're listening to this.
3: <laughs> for real, we listen to Koreel? God, dude. All right, All right. street tape. Let's do it. Right. Track one, street tape. Here we go. <laughs>
0: I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I can listen to this kind of music all day long.
3: I'm curious to know how many people just fucking go to sleep when they listen to this stuff, man.
0: I mean, here's the thing. There is a lot of electronic music out there that is ambient to the point of being like, yeah, you could fall asleep to it. But what I like about Christian Klein's type of of, of down tempo, and I wouldn't really call that down-tempo per se but i mean that song in particular was more kind of
3: i mean save this chit chat save this chit chat for our electronic episodes.
0: yeah but, but but i mean just to, to expand on what you were saying like yeah i would i would put this in the ambient electronic down-tempo idm camp um uh, but like yeah i'm not i'm not falling asleep dude i'm fucking wide awake bro after, <laughs> after hearing that because i mean there's so <laughs> many things going on there's so many things yeah. to to listen to like we were saying it's all about the layers and stuff you yep. know, yeah. I just you yeah. Just, anyway,
3: you just gotta pay attention.
0: Don't fall asleep. You know? Right, right. It's it's prick just a, great. prick up your ears. We started we started brainstorming album ideas for electronic episodes uh, a couple of weeks back, and, and and we've got some some great stuff lined up here. Um, some stuff that I'm excited to to know. Q that you're not very familiar with, which means I get to introduce you to something, which is great. I love doing that. Uh, but yeah, we'll do we'll do. Uh, we'll do a, a, a handful of electronic episodes in the coming weeks. So if you don't like electronic music, hopefully we'll, we can nerd out enough to, to, to bring you on board with us, you know, and, and explain in, in, in at least to us, why electronic music is so enjoyable to listen to. Um, anyway, Q. Yeah,
3: no, I'm excited to get into the, to some electronic music again. It's been, it's been a minute since we did a full episode on some electronic tunes. Um, All right, so as we're wrapping up, just a reminder, you can find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, That is a music podcast network that we are a part of. There you can find tons of other kick-ass music podcasts. A couple of them we mentioned earlier when we were talking about our our buddy Eric. Um, It's all on on pantheonpodcasts.com. Uh, You can find a link to our website on there as well. It's nofillerpodcast.com. There you can listen to every episode. You can dive a little bit deeper with our show notes. Uh, Lots of great stuff on there. So let's wrap it up. Next week, we'll be coming at you with a little sidetrack. Something, something, Paul McCartney. Not sure what we're going to do yet. Uh, As we're wrapping up, we're going to outro us out with uh, Jeff Beck's instrumental version of the beatles song she's a woman uh and that's gonna do it for us tonight man it's been a blast as always i'm excited to kind of get back into our regular format um so until next week my name is quentin
0: my name is travis y'all take care
2: to let it roll the podcast about how and
3: why popular music happens we're heading into 2020 and it's never been easier to hear music old new local international but has it ever been harder to make sense of popular music is this golden age of ubiquity producing great new music how long will our uber access to everything ever recorded last how did the 20th century produce so much great popular music is there any chance the 21st century will match it I'm Nate Wilcox, and I'm obsessed with trying to figure out what the heck happened with popular music in the last 170 years and where we might be headed. Join me as I talk to some of the best music historians on earth, people like Ed Ward, Robert Christgau, Stanley Booth, Ted Gioia, Elijah Wald, Susan Whitehall, and Peter Doggett to get the history, the theory, and try to figure out how popular music happens on the Let It Roll podcast.